what? It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. And we're so glad you're here with us. And uh, we're going to be having you stand. But when you stand, I want the kids to know as soon as we start singing Joy to the World, you're going to come on up and start getting ready because uh, after I pray, it'll be Joy to the World and I'm going to pray. Then the kids are going to sing. All right, so let's stand together. Make some room, squeeze in maybe. I know you want to keep your three feet, but join. going to be able to stay right here because they're not in junior once they're in junior high I won't be able to stand behind them I'll be lost back here but let me pray Lord thank you for this wonderful day thank you for this celebration thank you for this children's choir that's here in front of us and uh, may we just be filled with the truth that this is all real and it's all going to last forever the Christmas story will never come to an end. So we rejoice in that today in this, this celebration service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Our children's choir. Born unto us this day a Savior Christmas time. 
It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. So let your voices sing out its praise. It's Christmas. Born as the King, rejoice in the day. It's Christmas. May God's joy fall It's Christmas. Let us praise now. It's Christmas. So let your voices sing out its praise. It's Christmas. Born as the King, rejoice in the
Now, we want you to stay. The service isn't going to be a long one. I know you, that's the highlight for you. But uh, we're going to have, there's, there's child care for three and under. Four-year-olds are supposed to come sit with you as a family. We'll be fine. Don't worry. There's no deep sermon that they're going to bother me through, all right? But uh, we're going to be standing to sing Angels from the Realms of Glory. As we do, if you're singing in the adult choir, come on up as we sing Angels from the Realms of Glory. from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth ye who sang creation story now proclaim Messiah's birth come and worship come and worship worship Christ the newborn king shepherds in the fields abiding watching flocks by night. God with man is now residing. Yonder shines the infant light. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. Sages, leave your contemplation. Brighter visions lead afar. Speak the great desire of nations, ye have seen his natal star. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear, suddenly the Lord Descending in his temple shall appear. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. Good singing, please be seated. King is born. The crown is worn. Whoops, whoops, we missed the beginning, I think. Right? We're gonna have to stop it. Sorry, this is us. You got you got I, we, I know. We're, we had a practice. Here it goes. A king is born this day in Bethlehem. No crown is worn, but angels worship it. Where are the kids? We need the kids. <laughs> oh, that's the beginning. That's it. A king is born this day in Bethlehem. No crown is worn, but angels worship it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Almighty God, he was meek and mild. Salvation comes through this holy child. 
Changed by a baby boy. Hallelujah. 
singing together. Man, it's Christmas Eve, and it's good to be packed in here together for just a couple more minutes, right? But we want to remind you and hope that many of you might make it back tonight, right? Uh, come on back out tonight if you're able, and uh, we know it. May, some of the kids might prohibit that, you know, depending, but it's 6 o'clock. We try, we'll have the service done by 7 to get them home and tucked in bed, right? But we uh, are going to be having our Christmas Eve service tonight. And uh, we hope that you'll be here. It's going to be a candlelight service. There'll be ch the children that come are going to be invited up on the platform by the tree with Pastor Greg. Uh, there's going to be a, a neat little segment uh, that uh, is, is a, a surprise, but you're going to enjoy it. And uh, there's also going to be the opportunity to light a candle in memory of someone that you are missing. And so it's going to be a meaningful time tonight. So we hope you'll join us at 6 o'clock. We also want to remind you uh, that there are other things to be doing. By the way, the bulletin, Kathleen, this was great. Uh, the children's choir had this. This is kind of a keepsake for you parents. If you wanted to, your children's names are in the bulletin if they sang in the children's choir. And uh, we want you to be able to tuck that away in their memory book or whatever you may have at home. Um, we have a Young at Heart party coming up this Thursday night. That's 55 plus, right? You see it there. Now, um, we don't have a Wednesday Night Live. There are no planned, you know, ministries this week between Christmas and uh, New Year's. We hope that you'll get to spend some time relaxing with family. But we do have that on Thursday night. Uh, next Sunday is our normal fifth Sunday fellowship. And next Sunday we'll be having a 10 o'clock service just like this. Uh, and uh, we'll, it'll, it'll be, uh, the, when we get done, there'll be the fellowship uh, stuff downstairs. No refreshments today downstairs, but there will be uh, next Sunday. And then, of course, next Sunday night is our New Year's Eve service. We do have communion together to kind of end the year. Again, that'll be at, at uh, 6 o'clock as well. If you ordered um, uh, any of the merchandise that, that goes to help support the missions team, was it batch one, I think? If you're in batch one, it's here and it's in the back. And uh, we encourage you to go on back there and get a hold of it uh, today after the service. You may have a Christmas card back there that you don't realize. 
You know, I know you don't want to walk, go over there and look and see nothing. So you just pre- carry something with you as if you're putting, stick a bolt in there or something. You know, you know what I mean? So it looks like you put a card in. But there may be a card there for you. Uh, and we want you to be blessed. So look under the alphabetic things there. Uh, offering envelopes, if you use them, they are in the back. If you want to use them to keep a record of your giving, uh, you can uh, ask for a set as well. We want to let you know someone we have loved dearly. She's been very much a part of some of the ladies' ministries and, and, and different things here. Joe Crater. Uh, Joe has passed to be with Jesus. Uh, her son Todd is a special part of our church family. You don't know it, but he serves you as part of our security team. And um, we just want to be praying for him, his sister, the whole family. The memorial service is going to be here Thursday. So uh, there will be visitation, uh, I believe, at, at, at uh, 10.30 and, uh, for, for anyone who wants to come. And then uh, at 11.30, there'll be a memorial service here for Joe Crater. That is this coming Thursday. All right? So let's pray and uh, thank the Lord for his care. And Lord, we thank you for the way you provide for us in so many ways. We come here today with gratitude. Our offerings, perhaps we've sent them during the week. Perhaps we've placed them in the box in the back. Lord, however it is, we, we together in this quiet moment, we offer them up to you. For some, you've blessed them with much. For some, you've blessed with little. But whatever it is, Lord, that we're able to give, together we give it as a, as a corporate gift, as a gift together as a church family, Lord, thanking you. Thank you for the freedom of living in this land where we can proclaim the joy of Christmas freely. Thank you for those who protect that freedom that aren't home for Christmas, whether they're overseas or whether they're in in first response units at our local neighborhoods. Thank you for the lives that protect the freedom we have to celebrate. We thank you for this day, and we surrender ourselves to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Welcome to Emmanuel Baptist Church, where our focus has been building strong lives in Jesus Christ since 1925, right here in Maple Shade, New Jersey. With two Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., you can choose the time that works best for you. And if you have children, our Greenhouse Kids Ministry and Nursery are available during the 11 a.m. service, so you can worship without distractions. But that's not all. On Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we offer Sunday school classes for all ages. And if you're looking for a midweek pick-me-up, we have a variety of events on Wednesday nights. For more information on all of our programs and events, visit our website at ibclife.org. Follow us on social media and check out our weekly bulletin. And there's one more way to stay connected with us. Download our Church Center app. With this convenient app, you can stay up to date on all of our events and register for programs. Emmanuel Baptist Church, building strong lives in Jesus Christ. We sang as a choir over here, their lives were changed by a baby boy. It's been one of those years for us as a church. We've had, we, we, our, our, our nursery is hopping, right? We, we, we've had lives this year that are changed by a baby boy. Uh, 
And um, matter of fact, one of them is going to be dedicated next week. Little Norman back there, right? We've had lives that were changed by a baby girl. Uh, I remember when Greta and I, when our lives were changed, right? We're changed by babies because we end up changing them for the next several years, right? And they change our lives, though. And, and, and I remember our first Christmas with our little Vincent, our little baby boy who was six months old. Christmas of 1987, 36 years ago. And there's a video we have of that night that, oh, I, if I took that video and I put that video out on Main Street on the corner and I played it in a loop, as people walked by, they're going to just be so drawn at no, right? A lot of people walking by might look at it and go, okay, I have no idea where that was taken, who that kid is. I mean, he's cute, but, you, you know, but, but, you know, take a little look maybe and move on. Is there something? Is there a bucket? Of, you know, does the kid need help? Do I need to toss a few coins in there or something? You, you know, but they're going to basically pass by, whereas for me, I'm going to be, why? Because I'm part of the story. When I look at that video, I know who it is that's the six months old. It's my Little boy, right? Vincent. I know where it was filmed. It was filmed at 104 Edison Road in the Kingsway Village section of Cherry Hill. I don't know if you live in the Kingsway Village section, but that's where Greta and I got our first, you know, a, a, a house. 104 Edison. And I also know he wasn't really able to sit up in the video. I got him propped up because he, six months old, he still did those kind of, you know, that little slump over he would go, right? I even know what the sofa that he's sitting against. It belonged to Dave and Carol Miller. It was their first sofa. They gave it to us when they got a new one, we, you know, and it became our sofa, right? There's a voice in the background of the video. I know whose voice it is. It's Greta. And I only need to hear her side of the conversation. I know who she's talking to. She's talking to her sister, Gay, who just got engaged on Christmas, right? So I look at the video, right? What, the, the point being that what? Man, it makes all the difference in the world whether you're a passerby or whether you're part of the story. Now, I, I'm well aware that if people just walked by the video their lives are going to be just fine. They're, they're going to go on come and, and enjoy their lives and world, you know, different than mine. But today, we're celebrating a story about a birth, about a boy, that the difference between being a passerby and a participant, it's eternal. It's eternal. Of course, the story begins with who? We know who was the first person who knew about the Christmas story. It begins with Mary. This is the Mary we have. Your Mary may be different uh, skin color. Your Mary may be a different height or whatever it may be. But this is the Mary that we have, right? We know the story begins with Mary. Mary was a woman who lived in Nazareth. Mary was a woman who was engaged to be married. Mary was a woman who was not singing Christmas carols. She may have been singing some psalms, about the coming Messiah, but she's about her normal business. Don't worry, Robin, I won't drop them, I promise, right? <laughs> and what happens that day? Mary's in her home, and an angel appears. Hail Mary! Mary, listen to me! I have come from heaven to tell you something. I have come from heaven to tell you that God has favored you with his grace 
that God is going to supernaturally conceive a child inside of your womb. And I'm here to tell you that that child is going to be the Messiah, is going to be the one who rules over an eternal kingdom. Mary's stunned. It's it's overwhelming. How? It's possible. And the angel says, nothing's impossible with God. You are going to give birth to the king who rules forever. Imagine being Mary, you're told that, right? You're going to be giving birth to the king who rules forever. Well, this is Mary's future husband, Joseph. And Joseph has no idea that the angel has appeared to Mary. Joseph only knows what now he is told, that Mary has a child within her, and he's devastated. He's going to have to end their wedding. And that's his plan, to do it. But once again, the angel comes to Joseph while he's sleeping. Right? (laughs) And the angel says to Joseph, Joseph, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Okay, okay. That, that, that's part, that's in verse 3 where he, he, he leaves the crook for, anyhow. But the angel, <laughs> the angel says to Joseph, right? Well, this wonderful news. Joseph, wake up. I know it's a dream. I'm talking to you through. But Joseph, listen to this news. God truly has placed a child inside the womb of Mary. God has truly done that. Joseph, you need to be Mary's husband, you need to take her and be with her as this child is born. And the angel says something very special. Joseph, this child is to be named Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph, this baby is going to save people from their sin. And so it is that the angel departs, and so it is that we have what? We have Joseph and Mary, who are the only ones who know now that there's a Christmas story coming. And Joseph and Mary are aware that there's a tax that has to be registered for, and off they head together to Bethlehem. And there, in a stall, in a cave, in whatever it was made out of stone or wood, whatever it was, there the birth of Jesus takes place. And they place this baby in the manger. And they know together what the Christmas story is about. Mary knows the angel said, this baby is going to rule over a kingdom forever. Joseph knows the angel said, this baby is to be named Jesus. He's going to save people from their sin. And so the baby is born. And as the baby is born... Here's the story. The angel who proclaimed the news, Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus. Their lives are changed by a baby boy. They're the only ones who know the Christmas story, right? There are, there are others there that night. There are passerbys. There are people that night. The city's crowded. 
There are certainly people aware. Uh, it's, it's very hard to imagine that Mary gave birth without some shrieks and some screams and some, you know, uh, cries. There no doubt are those who are aware of something happening, but they're passerbys. They're not part of the story. And yet, Joseph and Mary know something. They know that this Christmas story is not for them alone. And what happens? Well, the, the angel is not done because we've got some shepherds that are out there in the fields and they're doing their normal job. They're, they're taking care of these sheep, right? They're watching over them. And of course, the angel has not finished the job because the angel appears to the shepherd and says, don't be terrified. Don't be terrified. I know what I'm doing. I've done this before with Mary and with Joseph. I'm coming with you to tell you that there is a Christmas story that you are missing, and God does not want you to miss it. I want you to know that what I'm about to tell you can be good news of great joy to all people if they understand what I'm telling you, that unto you, me, yes, you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who's Christ the Lord. The sky's filled with multiple angels. Glory to God in the highest. You're to go and find the baby. You're supposed to become a part of the story. And so the angel leaves. And when the angel leaves, the shepherds come, right? The shepherds come and the shepherds see Jesus and they become part of the Christmas story. You know, there's something that they know. The, 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 Joseph knows that there's got to be more people that are going to be part of this story because I've been told he's going to save people from their sin. Mary knows, I know there's going to be more people, as a matter of fact, all of them, because he's going to rule over an eternal kingdom and so anyone who is in that kingdom who makes it by faith is going to know exactly he's the king of kings and lord of lords. The shepherds know what? That they've been told this is a story for all people to hear. And yet nobody else comes that night. But in time, they will. A couple days later, I'm going to use this as Simeon. A couple days later, they bring the baby Jesus into Jerusalem. And there's a man named Simeon who says, I have been waiting for years because the Holy Spirit told me I would see the Messiah. And when the Messiah is literally placed in Simeon's arms, imagine that, holding the Son of God. He says what? This is, this is what I've been waiting. I've been waiting to be part of the Christmas story. And now I am. Simeon is part of the Christmas story. And then shortly after, we don't know how long, but what? Along come the wise men. And the wise men come, right? And the wise men have been traveling from afar because they've seen the star. And when they come, they come and say, we have come to worship this king. They may not fully understand exactly who this king truly is, but they come in faith, 
And the angel tells them to leave in faith. Don't go back to Herod. And so we know that they become part of the Christmas story. They become in faith. They come and realize who this Jesus is. And so we have there in the early part of the Gospels, those who know about the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, Simeon, the wise men. And then we don't read anything for a while, right? Gospels are quiet, but here's the good news. The, the, the birth of Jesus is just the beginning of the Gospels. If you've seen the Gospel of Matthew or the Gospel of Luke, there's a whole lot more to come, right? Why? Because of what this birth is about. It is to turn passerbys into participants. There were those that night who weren't there at the birth. Matter of fact, one of them was most likely a teenager. He could have been in his 20s. But what we know is he is advancing in his religious studies. As a matter of fact, he's going to become a priest, or maybe has, and he's climbing the ladder religiously. He has no idea while he's doing those studies and while he's doing his religious service, he has no idea that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He won't meet Jesus for 30 years. 30 years from that night, roughly, he meets Jesus. And we're told about this meeting between Nicodemus and Jesus. Uh, Alfred Edersheim calls Nicodemus the aged Sanhedrist. Herbert Lockyer calls him the elderly Pharisee, probably 20, 30 years, perhaps even older than Jesus. We know that, 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 that it took a while to advance through the ranks, right? And now he's with Jesus. He wasn't part of the Christmas story, but now what does Jesus say? Jesus says, let me tell you about the night I was born and there were shepherds. No, Jesus doesn't talk about his birth. He says to Nicodemus, I want to talk about your new birth. Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you'll never be part of the Christmas story. Nicodemus said, what? What are you talking about? Well, hold on, huh? How is this possible? Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh, but that which is spirit is spirit. Nicodemus, you must be born again. And we know that Nicodemus comes to faith in Jesus Christ as his Savior, and he becomes part of the Christmas story. There was another one, perhaps, uh, I don't know, maybe that night when Jesus was born, this individual was, we know they were at least eight years old. Maybe they were 10. But what we know about this individual uh, is this individual was not there, was unaware of the birth, the Christmas story. But what this individual knows is that they have not been able to walk. They're lame. They have no ability to get up and get around. And things aren't going to change quickly because they're going to stay that way for another 30 years, right? Uh, it, 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 another, at least another 30 years they'll remain in that fashion until one day that fella hears a man's voice and the man says to him, hey, do you want to be healed? Do you want to walk? And he says, I've been, I, I've been here for 38 years. I haven't been able to walk. 
And Jesus says, pick up your pallet and walk. That gives me a good excuse to pick up the, the little, <laughs> pick up your pallet and walk, right? And the guy gets up and he walks. He becomes part of the Christmas story through faith in Jesus Christ. There's another one. I, I tend to think, now look, some of this you know, is built on rough history and knowing the cultures. I tend to think this individual was probably being born around the time Jesus was. The language we read, it, it, it kind of almost, in the little we know, you know, and, and how we know sometimes how the things were handled by the Romans, that, that he, he, he might well have been a peer of Jesus. So it may well have been that that night when Jesus was, was born, this other family knew nothing about that birth because they were focused on their, their son's birth. What, what was their son's life going to be like? No idea that their son was going to grow up and somewhere along the way lose, lose his way and get involved in crime and rebellion. And 33 years after the Christmas story, 33 years later, this man would be hanging on a cross next to Jesus. 33 years later, this man would look across to Jesus and say to him, Jesus, I want to become part of your Christmas story. Jesus, I believe you are the one who's going to be a king. I don't know what your father, what, what Joseph heard about you being the Savior. I wasn't there when Mary was told that you're going to rule over a kingdom. I wasn't there when the angels spoke to the shepherds. I wasn't there to see the star that brought the wise men. I wasn't there like Simeon brought by the Holy Spirit. But I'm hanging here today with life in the balance. And I believe you are my only hope. Remember me today when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says to that man, today, you have become a part of the Christmas story. Today, you are no longer a passerby. 1,900 years later, roughly, with me sitting here in church, right where you're sitting, Holly, I heard Pastor Mitchell share the gospel in a clear way that I just don't think I ever had heard it get through to my soul before. Whatever was blocking it, and I heard Jesus saying, not with an audible voice, but pounding in my heart, Vincent, today I want you to become a part of the Christmas story. Today I want to give you eternal life. And maybe for you, that's today. Today you came in, maybe you were invited, uh, maybe you're watching online, maybe, you, you know, you have, but today is the day that the angels are looking at you. Heaven is gazing on you. And Jesus is saying to you, unless you're born again, you will never see the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is saying that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, because this child would grow, to go to the cross, and scripture makes clear, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, just like Joseph was told. Call him Jesus, because he's going to save people. 
Scripture says what? That Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, and whoever become my sheep, I give to them eternal life. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And so the Christmas story comes to you today, to you. Do you want to be a part of it? Or are you going to be a passerby? You're going to walk by and say, I like what the few things it sprinkles into my life. Or right now in your heart, right where you sit, between you and God, Lord God, I want to become a part of the Christmas story. Christ Jesus was born as a baby to grow, to go to the cross and pay the price for my sin. Almighty God, I confess my sin and put all my faith in Jesus. Won't you pray that in your own heart? Oh God, I believe the Christmas story was meant to reach me today. I confess all my sin. I'm helpless. I believe that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I put all my faith in Jesus today. Save me. Make me a part of the Christmas story, the eternal Christmas story. I pray these things in the name of Jesus, my Savior. Amen.